Jim Earl joins us. He's a Peabody and Emmy Award winning comedy writer, and you can see his work on the Jimmy Dore Show. He's also the author of Morning Remembrances, a book that takes a sarcastic look at the dead. Welcome back, Jim Earl. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, thanks for uh, it's nice having you uh, in our living room once again. Well, thanks for inviting me into your living room once a week. Oh, it's a, a great honor uh, here in Kennebunk, Maine. Yes. Uh, well, Jim Earl, thousands have taken to the streets of Tehran as well as around the world to protest the assassination of General Qasem Soleimani. He was the Iranian general who headed the Quds militia and Donald mm-hmm. Trump is deploying an additional 3,500 additional troops to Iraq, even though Iraq has passed a resolution calling for American troops to finally leave their country. What are your thoughts on this unconstitutional, unprecedented, dangerous military escalation with Iran? Are you asking me if I'm pro or con? Well, yeah. Are you pro or neocon? And do we have a choice? Does it matter? Well, I'm, you know, I'm all for for releasing more uh, greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. So I'm pro. Oh, you're going to be pro war today. Well, I don't want to go to war, but I do think that the Iranians owe it to us in the world to give us all their oil that they just discovered uh, underneath their their country. Yeah. If you can call it a country. Yeah. And I don't I don't think yeah. it's the oil that causes the greenhouse gases so much as the burning of the American flags in Tehran. I think that's what's poisoning the air. Yeah, what's that all about? Well, they should boil the American flag. It's cleaner. But, you know, good luck trying to convince those people to take care of the the planet, to be a steward of the planet. Now, how is this working today? I have a cold. Am I yeah. for attacking Iran or against attacking Iran? I think I'm for attacking Iran, and you're even more for it. Okay. But I'm I'm, I'm for I'm, I'm yeah. for re- showing some restraint in how many innocent people we kill, whereas you, <laughs> more Athenian like, yes. want to just obliterate the whole thing and turn it into a a, a grassland. I see a, with oil fields. I see. So you're a moderate who thinks we should just kill a million Iranians, and I'm right. a I'm a hawk who thinks the entire nation should be wiped out. Which is really foolish, considering that we could save a few million, million for slavery purposes. That's true. I, I, I do agree with you on that. All I know somebody's, is... Somebody's got to clean up the oil and operate the oil derricks. Well, in all seriousness, it yeah. will be a cakewalk. Going into Iran and occupying that country 
will be a cakewalk. I saw Ari Fleischer on Fox News saying we'll be welcomed as liberators. These people want to be liberated from the, the oh, theocracy, don't they? They want our freedoms mm-hmm. more than anything else, more than food, more than more than shelter. And for Americans in a time of war to fight against America spreading freedom to Iran, for anybody to speak out against this occupation of Iran, I think you should be locked up. If you're not for spreading freedom to Iran here in the United States, you should be silenced and jailed until the war is over. Now is not the time to criticize our commander-in-chief when he's trying to spread freedom throughout the Middle East. I agree. You might. Why don't you go to Russia? Go to Russia. You're, you're falling into Putin's hands. You're, you're Putin's idiot if you, if you want to stop war in Iran. It's ridiculous. Right. Now, are yeah. we, I'm confused, are we pro-Putin or anti-Putin? Oh, we're anti-Putin. We're anti. Okay. Yeah, he's he's why Bernie Sanders is uh, so popular today, and we can't have Medicare for all because then we'd we'd be closer to Russia. Well, I you know happens to have single payer of some sort, and we can't have that. Okay, but so now okay, so we can't have Medicare for all because we're at war. And now is yes. not the time. Now is not. We have to go slowly with Medicare for all. The last thing we need right now is all that paperwork with Medicare for all. When we're going to about to have a huge influx of wounded soldiers. Exactly. Exactly. We and- need to put those wounded soldiers out onto the streets immediately, instead of the, the having them put up in you know, hospitals where uh, it'll just delay their ultimate fate anyhow. So why not just cut out the middleman of the hospitals and stick them straight on the streets in tents exactly. under in underpasses? And instead of saying, you know, holding up signs that say homeless vet, maybe they could hold up signs for Arby's or, you know, have you tried the new... Impossible Burger at Burger King. Yeah, they can be one of those uh, sign spinners for the ones that still have their hands. Yeah, earn their keep. Well, I mean, what you know, they're just taking up space on the street. Taking up space, yeah, they're in the way. I don't need the. I don't have. I don't see why I have to step over somebody on the street when I'm walking to Bank America to uh, deposit my trust fund check. Yeah. Especially when you live in a city like San Francisco, which is liberal. I mean, you know, you you do recognize as a liberal that there is a homeless problem, but you don't need to see the homeless in front of your $3 million home that your parents bought for you. Yes, there is a homeless problem in San Francisco. There are so many... Empty homes in Pacific Heights, uh, and we need to find more billionaires to occupy those homes. It's a, it's 
It's very sad and it's tragedy. And springing is bringing down mansion values for one thing and property values. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and you can't bring people up by dragging down the richest one percent. That's not how it's done. You don't you don't yeah, attack absolutely. the job creators. But let's go back to, to the war in Iran, or as they're calling it, World War Three. How do you see this? How do you see this playing out? Uh, well, I'm glad you brought up job creators because this whole thing started. This whole problem started when they got rid of the best job creator they had, Mohammad Pahlavi, the Shah of Iran. Yes, and they chucked him out of the country. That was that was a huge tragedy, and that hurt the economy because he created so many jobs. There are at least 60,000 secret police that he employed on a daily basis. Savak, all gone. They, they put 60,000 good, hardworking employees from Savak out on the streets. Yes, and Savak employed some fine people like Norman Schwarzkopf's uh, father, who yes. helped organize it. Yes, he did. Uh, who was also behind the uh, Lindbergh kidnapping, if I remember. Storm and Norman's dad was a New Jersey police commissioner who kidnapped uh, Charles Lindbergh's baby. Really? Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, they staged the kidnapping in order to get us into World War II, but that's a whole other story. But you are accurate about Storm and Norman's dad working for Savak. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, Savak uh, also employed Mossad, Israeli uh, police or security force as well, to help, and, and the CIA. They all helped build the uh, Iranian... Uh, Secret police or torture police, some people like to call them. And we should mention that Savak was green. They used battery-powered nipple clamps. Not they could have used gas, but it was they always attached a, a car battery to the nipple clamps when they tortured their victims. Yeah. Yes, and, uh, and and electricity generated by pedals, pedal power, bicycle power for the uh, cattle prods. For the cattle, the anal prod. cattle prods. Yes, yes. The anal cattle prods. Yeah. Now, was that to... The anal cattle prods was deployed by Savak as a as the, the carrot after the person confessed, right? That wasn't the stick. That was like, thank yeah, you I, for cooperating. Here's an anal cattle prod. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want... I, th that was like a relief after a hard, you know, half hour of questioning. Mm -hmm. It relaxes the mind to have an electronic mental device rammed up and down your your ass, and then uh, have it the current turned up to like two hundred volts or something. Yeah, yeah. I I get that. To, I get that to just wipe, to wipe my teeth. That's what I. That's what my dentist uses. Really? Yeah. Gets my teeth shiny white. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, and, and the Shah of Iran, uh, we brought him here to the United States. He came here for his cancer treatment because we have the best health care in the world. Oh, yeah. He didn't go to Great Britain. He came here to the United States for his cancer treatment. Yeah, 
But, you know, it was a little too late. You know, our stupid Jimmy Carter, uh, you know, he had, he had numerous arguments over the phone with uh, Henry Kissinger about it. Henry Kissinger. Great man. Uh, great man who forced Jimmy Carter to uh, bring the let the Shah come to the United States. Uh, he forced him to do it by threatening to uh, to pull out of the uh, the Salt II Treaty with Russia. And he and and that was the only thing that got you know Jimmy Carter to let the Shah in. Not not his good graces or empathy or compassion for this wonderful leader. No, he was forced to. Well, I think, the, the, you know, those who forget history are doomed to repeat it, as they say. And I think Americans too often forget that when we fail to intervene in the Middle East, problems transpire. That, that when we are, you know, I brought up Lindbergh, who was an isolationist. When we, you know, keep our nose clean, don't pay attention to tyrants like Saddam Hussein, uh, when we just let nature take its course, there's tremendous blowback. And if we have to intervene in the Middle East at all times. Yes, but that's how, how else can we get rid of all the surplus of obsolete military material, bombs and uh, tanks that are no good anymore? We've got to do something with them. And people. And people. Absolutely. Those people on the streets, they shouldn't be in uniforms out on Tehran streets right now. Yeah. And I, I think it's been about 17 years since we invaded Iraq, and I, and I think the Iraqis are, are very grateful that, that we liberated them. Freedom is messy, but they're much better off now than they were under the yoke of Saddam Hussein, right? Oh, there's no question about it. Uh, now they have an infrastructure that doesn't work. Last time they didn't even have an infrastructure. Yeah, they didn't have it. Now they have something that they now they have something to judge their lack of progress against a yardstick. They can say, "Hey, our infrastructure doesn't work," as opposed to, "Hey." We have no infrastructure. And by the way, the mm -hmm. uh, stocks in all the big uh, war material makers through the roof. Oh yeah, yeah. Lockheed, Raytheon—they're all they all went up uh, the day before uh, the assassination. That's what, what. That's so odd that they would go up the day before. I know. I, I think it was, is that day, something to do with daylight savings or something? Something. Probably. Something. Uh, Northrop Gun, Grunman up five point four percent. They make the B two yeah. bomber and the B twenty one, which I think your father, your father flew B twos, right? No, my uh, father uh, flew B twenty nines. B twenty nines. And your uncle, your uncle flew a B complex, didn't he? He flew a B, yes, a B complex because he was uh, iron deficient. Yeah, Aerovironment, thats a good name for a defense. 
company, Aerovironment, advanced 7%. They make short-range reconnaissance drones, kind of like a boutique kind of thing. Well, Geoatomics, I, I think that's the name of the company that makes the Reaper drone that killed, uh, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Salome or so? Salome or? Yeah, Salome. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> They make the Reaper drone, and they only have like a couple of thousand followers on Twitter. I think it's. I think everybody should follow that that company. The Reaper drone. drone. Yeah, Reaper drone people. Geo Atomics, I think, is the name of it. And I, I, you know, the brave soldier who flew that drone. Oh yes. I heard traffic home from the warehouse in Vegas. He sat in traffic for 45 minutes afterwards. That that last 20 minutes on the 405 to your parents' basement must be the hardest yeah. drive yeah. of your life. Well, we should be all proud to be Americans. Well, Jim Earl, in, in all seriousness, you uh, I understand you saw Bernie Sanders. You saw him speak up in where, New Hampshire? Dover, New Hampshire at a town hall. Yes, yes. Dover, New Hampshire. And, and was, uh, it, was it packed? Yes, it was. It was uh, the Elks Lodge. Uh, what is an elk? What, what is an elk? An elk? <laughs> no, seriously, what are the elk? Seriously? Yeah. I looked up, I looked at, I, I looked up the uh, origin of the Elks Lodge uh, after we got back, and uh, it's not very good. It's, uh, it's a lot of, uh, there's some racism and a lot of sexism and uh, uh, xenophobia going on there. It's, uh, well, like, why, why would they call themselves the Elks? Like, what is this about? When were when were they founded? Uh, in the in the I think mid to late nineteenth century. And why do they call themselves the Elks? I I forgot. It wasn't really that important. Okay. Uh, but there there are no women Elks. There there it's not a, in the bylaws. No women. Still. No women. Still. No black people. No black people until very recently. Yes. Yes. And how big is the lodge? The lodge is very big. You know, they they're worth uh, maybe about a, a hundred or two hundred million dollars, I think, worldwide or countrywide. They have a lot of uh, members who probably know nothing about the origins, or if they do, they they just don't want to admit it. And and what do they do for the community? I think they do a lot of uh, charity work, that kind of thing, and they. Uh, a lot of drinking. <laughs> a lot of drinking. They also they have their own bars too. That uh, a lot of uh, I think it's for uh, veterans. A lot of veterans. Uh, so why do we need their- a VA if the the Elks Lodge provides all the medicine our soldiers need? No, alcohol isn't medicine, Dave. Oh, oh. It, no, barbiturates are. Oh, well, so the Elks provide barbiturates? No, they're not. No, they don't do that. They just pr- provide alcohol. I see. So it's our job as Americans to provide barbiturates to the homeless veterans we see on the streets so they can mix right. it with the alcohol. And, and then the Elks provide the uh, alcohol to wash the barbiturates down. I see. I see. And so how was Bernie? Did he draw a crowd? Yes, it was packed. The, it was packed. With a well mixed crowd, 
uh, of uh, youthful, middle-aged, and uh, older people. How many people can you fit into an elk's lodge? How many people can you lodge into an elk? Well, I was going to ask you that afterwards. Uh, I think there are 400 people there. Oh, really? That's intimate. Yeah, it was. Well, it's, you know, Dover, it was during the middle of a, it was raining, and uh, it was not a big town. It's a small town, and uh, they had a lot of people in there. It was packed, and it was very enthusiastic. It was, uh, and, you know, uh, Bernie was great. I always think that Bernie is playing to, like, 4,000 people, not 400. Well, he he does the small rooms. New Hampshire doesn't have a lot of people. You know, and uh, well, Maine, I, only, that's Maine, not, only has, I, I wouldn't. Maine only has about a million people, and half of them are dead already. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's hard to get people out in the middle of uh, bad weather. So it's Bernie works the small rooms to... And the, and the big rooms, yeah. But, like, he's, he checks, you know, he tries out the new material in the small rooms. Well, yeah, yeah. He gets rid of the dirty stuff. So he, he tries not to work blue in the... Uh... In the larger venues. Right. I hear he, he does a late-night rally on Friday nights where they don't allow kids to come, and he he just really... He really works blue. That's what I heard. Right, right. Well, yes, so, you know... Uh, this, uh, one late night rally I was uh, at, he asked, uh, he ended the show by asking the crowd where the uh, most unusual place they had sex in. Oh, really? Yeah. And any answers? Yeah, a lot of different answers. But, uh, well, a lot of people answered, but it was all, always the same answer. What was it? In the butt, Bob. In the butt, yeah, in the butt, Bob. Yeah. So what did he talk about at the rally? And who opened was, for him? It was... Uh, Poops, and, that, Poops and Brakeman? It was a, not Poops and Brakeman. It was the Tools. No, the tools? it wasn't the Tools. Okay. It was Zach and Mac. Zach okay. and Mac couldn't make it. No, okay. it was uh, Zephyr uh, Teachout. She was there. That, the the that famous was. law professor from Fordham. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, some guy running for... Uh, uh, New Hampshire governor uh-huh. uh, introduced him, right? And uh, he got up and uh, it was very, yeah. You know, I uh, he asked a question, I answered it. I stood up and, and uh, talked to him for a second. It was it was very nice. It you was, asked Bernie a question? I didn't ask him a question. He asked for uh, the audience for questions. He, you know, he said he asked how people are paying for their medical medical care that, now. That sounds very Gestapo like. I mean, I know. We've been warned that Bernie, you know, is a totalitarian leader, and suddenly to be like an inquisitor, yes. know, grilling audience members—that seems off-putting. It reminded me a lot of the camps. Yeah. So, what did this Hitler like being asked you? And were you it terrified? It was very rude. Yeah. What did he ask you? He 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 asked. Something personal about my expenses, my medical expenses. What's that? What's that? His business. Precisely. Was he building a it's dossier a, on you? 
uh, obviously, you know, probably giving all these uh, the stats to uh, Vladimir Putin in exchange for his uh, weekly checks. What's it his? So he asked you about your medical expenses. Where, yes, he, okay. he asked me. He directly looked me in the eye and he asked me, "How do you pay for your medical care, Jim?" He knew my name. You know. You know. You know why? Why? Because because I told him my name. I felt that pressured to reveal my personal information to and then, this man because his steely look in his beady eyes were peering through my soul, and I felt threatened. And did you name other names? I, I had to. I, I pointed to to Martha, who was sitting next to me. Oh boy. Yeah, and uh, oh. And did you talk uh, about her medical expenses too? I said they were very similar to mine, oh, and uh, he took notes. This is like McCarthyism. This is like the fifties. This is like the House Un-American Activities Committee. Precisely. And you're you're I, turning in your beloved Martha. There's, there's, there's no doubt that uh, that Bernie, Bernie is keeping files on every and everyone. Yes, yes, Martha. David, he even had the nerve to ask if dental care, if my dental care was covered. This is amazing because they're obviously going to transmit signals into your brain through these fillings. That's what dental care under Bernie will mean. I heard that. I heard that. I can hear it right now because I have fillings. I'm hearing he's giving me instructions right now through Vladimir Putin. And it's going through my fillings, and I'm absorbing it in my hypothalamus. Your hypothalamus? Yes. Yeah. Well, very interesting and very disturbing what's... Uh, and he seems to be leading in the polls, doesn't he? It's, uh, yes, another disturbing and frightening uh, occurrence that's going on. Uh, I, I believe our people are being brainwashed. They're being brainwashed and being promised things by this man. That free stuff. Free stuff. Free stuff that yeah, we cannot you know afford. We cannot afford this stuff. When we got there... They were giving out free stuff. Really? Yes. Like what? Propaganda, propaganda stickers, and, and round, steely things that you 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 pin to yourself with his name on it. Oh my God! Like, like we're cattle. Like we're being branded. This is. It sounds like a Nuremberg rally. This sounds like something out of a Lenny Riefenstahl movie. No, it's worse because you know she could direct. Uh huh. That cinematography was beautiful. Yes. Yeah. But you know, I, you know, you should have seen the people at this rally. It was just like three cameras all being fed into the same uh, wireless device and uh, instantaneous cutting back and forth. It was ridiculous. It was like watching a Peck and Paw movie. And everybody agrees with Bernie at these rallies, right? Oh, oh, they have to because otherwise. You know, they have your names. They take your names as you walk in there. Everybody's asking your name. They ask you, hey, how can you help with the campaign? Ah. Which, which is Russian for campaign, as you know. Yeah. And so before you know it, everyone's indoctrinated. Mm -hmm. And you leave, and you leave like you walk out of that lodge 
like zombies in some sort of coma. Mm-hmm. And you'll do anything for Bernie. You believe that he is that he has all the answers. Yes, and and, and precisely, and as expected, as soon as we left that Elks Lodge, Martha and I got back in her car and we drove back to her home. Yeah. Exactly as Bernie Sanders wanted us to, apparently. He told you to drive home safely. Yes. He gave specific orders, drive safely. Yes, and he told us where to go. He said to go home? Yes. Were you there? No, it just seems like he's... You can't... You don't think for yourself anymore. No. No, I don't even know. I don't even know what to do when I wake up in the morning. Anymore. He told you to drive safely at the end of the yes. rally. Go home and you drive know, safely. We're everyone in that room, including myself. I must confess, sat there mesmerized. This man is a messianic figure. We were we allured by the, his chiseled features, his leonine mane, the the. The Heraclean stature of this man and his 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 Shakespearean oratory with that thick Brooklyn accent—it just left us all it raptured. It's it's like he's been handpicked by Putin to captivate us. Like they they just they looked around America and said, "Who can seduce this nation?" And, and they found this empty an empty vessel, pretty much an actor who can parrot the lines that have been fed to him by his Russian overlords. It's obvious. Yes. yes. by Not by Vladimir Putin, even. By Khrushchev. By Khrushchev, yes. Who's still alive. He's still alive. He's still... He's, he's, he's at the Kremlin. He's in a, a disembodied head in a, a jar of saline solution with electrodes. Yeah. Well, Jim Earl, uh, as always, it's enlightening to check in with you and find out what's happening uh, on the campaign trail. How do people follow you on Twitter? Uh, <laughs> uh, I always laugh at that question. Uh, uh, Jim Earl six 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 is my Twitter handle. Yes, and you can uh, get my book, uh, Morning Remembrance: A Collection of Mocking Obituaries of Real People. Morning Remembrance, spelled with a U. And I understand you're selling copies of that book. People are buying it. Yes, you can go to my uh, WordPress uh, blog page, morningremembrance.com, spelled with a no, no U, because there's some kind of mapping difficulty I'm having with GoDaddy. Anyway, there's a donate button on there that you can can buy any amount of books you want, and I'll send you a personal uh, autographed copy. Okay. And the Clutter Family? How do people buy albums by the Clutter Family? I believe we're on iTunes or or, uh, CD Baby. Okay. And Diabetic Fury? Yes. Diabetic Fury, Martha Previtt, is on... (laughs) What's your Twitter handle? Oh, at Diabetic Fury. And... I'm also at Martha Previtt. Or you can find me on Facebook. Okay. Fantastic. You you guys cheer me up all the time. Can you stand the line for one second? Yeah. <laughs> 